Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Monday on this sixth day of February 2023. I am absolutely thrilled to have back on the program by popular demand, Alexander Strauch, who has served in the leadership and teaching ministry of Littleton Bible Chapel of Littleton, Colorado for nearly 50 years, has taught in more than 25 countries, whose books have been translated into over 30 languages, and who has made an impact on churches globally through the ministry of BiblicalEldership.com. Today we are going to be addressing Paul's vision for the deacons assisting the elders with the care of God's church. It's my honor and privilege to welcome you back to Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Alexander Strauch. Nice to be with you, Chris, especially and, talking over the Word of God. Amen. And uh, tell our listeners, for the sake of those especially who have not heard you on this program before, tell them about Littleton Bible Chapel of Littleton, Colorado. Well, we're actually uh, three or four churches uh, the mother church, which is I'm at, is about six or seven hundred people. Wonderful congregation. I've been there 52 years. And by God's grace, and I don't want to brag about this because tomorrow we'll have a split. We've never had a church split or division. We've been able to work through all our problems. And it was very simple. We just follow what Jesus said. Be humble, serve one another, love one another, and your brothers. We just follow what our Lord said. We uh, avoid so many problems when we operate in the flesh. It's a very wonderful church. We're a Bible-teaching church. We have the Lord's Supper every Sunday. We're run by a body of elders. One of the elders is our primary teacher, teaches three uh, Sundays uh, a month, and then one of the other elders teaches. And um, in about another week, we're going to start the greatest book ever written, Romans. Praise God. Yes, uh, what a vital book that has been throughout church history in leading uh, those who were formerly enslaved to false religious systems like the Church of Rome into a biblical understanding of justification and salvation, and a very important book indeed. If anybody has any... Go ahead. You know, Chris, in uh, training men, the first thing I do is they have to 
master Romans. That's part of their training. They've got to know the outline. They've got to be able to follow the outline. They've read a good commentary on it, heard some uh, preachers on it. And uh, if they don't know Romans, well, we can't go farther from there. There's the gospel, and there is the Christian life. And uh, it's all condensed in this one amazing book, which tells me it's divinely inspired. No man could ever read, write a book like that. Amen. And you are, uh, yourself and also your congregation, is a, a sovereign grace-believing church. Am I correct? You are absolutely correct. Amen. It's all of his grace, my brother. Amen. If anybody wants more details on this fine congregation pastored by my guest today in Colorado, go to littletonbiblechapel.org, littletonbiblechapel.org. And I also want to let our listeners know, after this live program is over, I urge you to go to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio website, ironsharpensironradio.com. Type in the search engine, Strauch, that is the last name of our guest, S-T-R-A-U-C-H, and you will find there an audio link for our previous interview on another monumental work that he has written, Biblical Eldership, that has been transforming the minds of readers uh, for decades uh, into understanding and embracing the true biblical intention of God uh, for the role of elders in the church. And this is another one of those highly misunderstood issues that probably the majority of churches, even evangelical churches, uh, fail in their attempting to pattern their office of elder to a biblical pattern that they most churches that in my own experience uh, especially outside of the reformed faith fail miserably at uh, how they define uh, elders and how they uh, actually have the elders functioning in their churches uh, as an incorrect way so you've got to not only listen to that program, but get a hold of that book. Now we are moving on to another very important area, Paul's vision for the deacons assisting the elders with the care of God's church. And I'm assuming, uh, Alex, that uh, one of the reasons that you wrote that book is because you were experiencing or witnessing the same thing that I just mentioned, a woeful ignorance uh, in uh, churches globally as to the proper role and function of deacons and, my, and also the proper candidates biblically of who are qualified for that office. Am I, am I correct here? Yes, you are. And Chris, it all comes back to believing faithfully the word of the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I need to tell you that this summer, a new, brand new, completely revised biblical eldership will come out. It's 35 years old. It needed to be updated. Many churches use it for a textbook. So I'm very happy with the new uh, edition. And it's much more exegetical. I'm very careful in each. We go through meticulously every text. And if the texts of scriptures don't convince us, well, I don't have any power to convince anyone of anything. So I'm looking forward to it coming out. And the Deacon's book was out, I think, three years ago. It came out 
the complete rewrite. Yes, the issue is this. Do we trust our Bibles? Can Is the scripture sufficient to guide us? Praise God. Now you know, you know there's many different views of deacons. Uh, in fact, this is a subject of great confusion. So in some churches, uh, the deacons are the janitors. They're the people who will tell you they cut the lawn, they uh, put out the trash. But why would they have to have these qualifications, which are similar to the elders, uh, to uh, cut the lawn? I mean, every believer is to be actively involved in the work of the Lord, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Um, why would they have to be a deacon? Well, then you go down the street, and there's another church. Maybe it's the same kind of church, same denomination, and the deacons are really the elders of the church, unqualified elders, but they're the elders. They're the board of the church, and when the pastor comes, he better make peace with them because uh, they can get rid of him real quickly. So there's these different views of deacons, none of them rooted in the scriptures. So I, as far as I'm aware, I've read everything in English on deacons. And I read one book that sold in the hundreds of thousands to a certain denomination. And at the beginning of this book, the author says, I am going to show you from the Bible what a deacon is. I said, this is great. It'll do all the homework for me. Well, when we got to the text of Scripture, there was no text of Scripture. 25 pages of what a deacon is and not even a quote from the Bible. What he told you in those pages is his opinion, his preferences, and what his denomination does. And I thought, did this man not see the contradiction? He said, I'm going to show you from the Bible what a deacon is. And then when we got to where he showed us, he didn't even quote or even reference. He didn't even give a reference. I thought, Boy, something's really wrong here. So this uh, book is a, a biblical theology, a biblical exegesis of every word that concerns deacons. Now, uh, perhaps we should even start with a biblical definition of the word deacon, even from the uh, Koine Greek, and then we can move on to uh, biblical texts that are primarily used uh, f- as a blueprint for churches, or at least they should be used as a blueprint for churches when they are uh, having candidates be examined for that very important role in the church. Yes, you started at the exactly right place. You have to start, what do we mean by the word diakonos or diakonoi, the plural. Now, a major breakthrough came through in the last 25 years. John Collins' book on the diakonot and then Clarence Agent at his, 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 his um, uh, PhD dissertation, I believe at Aberdeen, He followed John Collins' research. This is all original research. Clarence Agent checked 770 examples over a 500-year period of 
the meaning of the word diakonos. Now, here was the mistake we were all making. We thought the word diakonos only meant table servant. What these men have shown in hard, cold facts, not opinion, you're going to have to deal with the facts, 770 examples that diakonos has four different meanings depending on context. Now, if you know what I mean by BDAG, which is the um, our, our standard Greek lexicon, Bauer, Art, and Gingrich lexicon, they have gone along with John Collins and uh, Clarence Agent, and they have accepted these fourfold meanings. And if you watch the modern commentaries, they also are following this. So we have good evidence. We've got the experts who are saying, here are the four meanings of diakonos. The first meaning is table attendant, a waiter, a servant, an attendant, with the duties of serving food and drink, waiting at table, meal service. Okay, we all know that. Luke 17, 8, John 2, 9. This use is the most famous and most well-known. Second meaning, second meaning, a domestic attendance, a domestic servant, a slave with the functions of performing a wide range of household activities or attending to the personal needs of the master. Matthew 25, 44, John 12, 26. Third meaning, communication or delivery, an officially commissioned messenger, emissary, a courier who delivers a message or an item on behalf of another. Look carefully at 2 Corinthians 3, 3. Very clearly used there of Paul saying that his letter was delivered to the saints. You can look at uh, Ephesians 3, 7 and 9. Now the fourth meeting, and this is why this is so important, Chris. Agency, instrumentality, one who carries out the will of another or a task on behalf of another. In many contexts, the idea is that of a subordinate carrying out an assignment of a superior on behalf of that superior, having full authority to execute his ideas. Now, this is why this is important. This fourth meaning is the very best translation of diakonos in 1 Timothy 3. Now, here's what most of your Bibles do. Most of your Bibles just transliterate the word deacon. But you have to admit, it doesn't mean anything. Deacon doesn't mean anything. You read into that word your denominational's idea. It would be much better. There are two Bibles that do translate it as assistant. If we translate diakonoi as assistants, we see immediately who the deacons are. Whenever the deacons appear, they're always with the overseers. So in my book on deacons, I start with the overseers. We have to know who the overseers are. They're the ones who watch over. They're the superintendents, the managers, the guardians. They have qualifications. Not just anyone can be an overseer. 
when we put chapter 5 of 1 Timothy together with chapter 3, we see that the overseers are the same people called the elders. So we first have to know the duties, the work of the overseers. Then we can explain the deacons who are assistants. So this study by Clarence Agent and John Collins, in a sense, has really brought clarity for the first time. And again, I want to emphasize it's hard, cold facts they're giving, not opinion, not our, what our denomination does. I have checked with many other scholars, and they have no problem with translating it. People like Tom Schreiner, he has no problem translating as assistant. So we immediately know who they are. They assist the overseers, the elders. So without getting far afield, let me just very quickly make sure our listeners know the duties of the elders, overseers. There's two great passages, Acts 20, 28, where the apostle is speaking directly to the church elders, and he tells them the Holy Spirit of God, divine origin, made you, placed you, appointed you, overseers, purpose infinitive, to shepherd, to shepherd the church of God. There it is, as clear as you can state it. The same thing is said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. What is the duty of the elders? Shepherd the church of God. That means four things. To shepherd means to feed, protect, lead, and the general care. So, we know from the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter what the overseers or the elders are to do. Teaching is one of their primary core duties because we're gospel people and we have to help people to know the many wonderful sides of the gospel. Look at Romans 3. 21 to 421, you'll see these great big giant words, reconciliation, propitiation, justification. Oh, it's a wonderful doctrine, the doctrine of the gospel. And that's why we need Romans so much, because Romans gives us the whole layout in very orderly fashion. All right, so let's first be clear on who the overseers are. The Deacons, or let's just call them assistants, the assistants assist them. Now, we have an example of why this is needed. In Acts 6, 4, the apostles were being overburdened by collecting money, distributing money, distributing food to the widows. They couldn't handle it anymore. There was injustice. And so they say, let us appoint seven men, and let them handle this work. And here's why. Chris, this is such an important verse. Every eldership should put this verse on the table when they meet. But we will devote ourselves, very strong word, single-mindedly. We will devote ourselves single-mindedly to prayer and the ministry of the word. So the elders get very, very busy. They need assistance to help in visitation, in care for physical things for whatever is needed so 
the elders can stay very focused on prayer and the word and counseling and instructing the people. So, who are the deacons? They are the assistants to the elders. And that very important and simple phrase has a lot of other very important things attached to it. Uh, and one of them that immediately comes to mind, because it has to, it has to do with something that I just very recently experienced, a very dear brother and friend that I've known for decades, uh, had a possible crisis that, by the way, I just want to let you know, uh, the uh, crisis has disappeared because the church in question, where my friend is an elder, is no longer merging with a uh, group of churches that are egalitarian on the issue of the diaconate. But he contacted me uh, to get assistance from folks I know who are experts into this area of the diaconate because, and I just uh, really revealed what the issue was, the church where he is an elder was seriously considering a merger with several other churches that are a part of a group of churches, uh, almost like a mini-denomination, if you will, uh, who believed that women are biblically uh, correct candidates for the office of deacon in the church. And that was a that was a, a non-negotiable issue with these other churches that were hoping that my friend's church would merge with them. My friend was immediately uh, disturbed by this and wanted to really have it solidified in his mind that this was something prohibited by the Scriptures. So if you could pick up where I left off there in regard to this being connected specifically to assistance to the elders. If, if the deacons are assistance to the elders, other things come along with that. Now, if you'll follow me carefully here, we'll pick up on what I've just said and show you how the logic of the passage works. When you come to chapter 3 of 1 Timothy, and if you're listening by radio, maybe you want to open your Bible, because Paul is very logical here and follows his train of thought. We read of anyone who aspires to the office of overseer who desires a noble work. Now, an overseer, one of the qualifications is must be able to teach. Over in chapter 5, verse 17, some elders, all elders must be able to teach, but some labor, they labor, very strong word, in preaching and teaching. So this is the core responsibility of the elders, preaching and teaching, the word of God, the message of God. They must guard the message, transition, transmit the message to others. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2. Now, if the deacons are the assistants to the overseers. Now, I want to say one more thing about this word. I didn't, I didn't go into it in depth. I just have to say this. The word diakonos, when used with his fourth sense, agent, 
uh, assistant. The word has the meaning in every case with this meaning of over and under. In other words, the assistants are over others as agents of those who are over them. I don't want to get too complex here. The overseers oversee the church. They oversee the assistants. So they're over the deacons, okay? But the deacons are their agents, and they are over those they are charged to help or work with. All right? Over, under. Both those ideas are in the word diakonos when used with this fourth meaning. They are under the overseers. They are over the people that they are assigned to help. Okay? Now, when you just go back a few verses to chapter 2, Paul says this. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she used to remain quiet. And he goes right back to Adam and Eve. Then he moves next to the overseers, who has to be the husband of one wife, and who has to have his, his family in order. So, Paul would be contradicting himself if now the assistance to the elders could be women. Because they're going to work very closely with the elders. They're going to work under the elders and over others. So when people discuss this subject of male and female deacons, I tell them, first things first, what is the meaning of the word diakonos? If it means what I say it means, which is what BDAG says it means, which many, many of our scholars are following. we got two Bible translations that do it as assistant. If they're assistants to the elders, I would say you've got an internal contradiction. Women are not to exercise authority over men, but they're in the second highest post in the church, which is the assistance to the overseers. So I would just say the basic logic, follow the words, follow the passage, let the passage speak. Paul eliminates women from assistance to the elders because they are not to exercise authority. Now, I have to remind you that many, 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 many Christians, many of our dear brothers and sisters are under a great spirit of deception, and they think that women can be elders. And they're fighting for that. In fact, we may now be in the minority of this. At one time, we were in the majority, Bible-believing Christians, but not anymore. Uh, secular society has just uh, taken over and... Um, the tsunami has run right over us. The secular tsunami has just run right over us. And one of the things you have to compromise on is feminism. So uh, people are just not allowing Paul to speak. And in fact, I want you to pick up right where you left off when we return from our first commercial break. If anybody would like to ask a question of their own for Alexander Strauch on the diaconate, Please email us at chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence. 
if you live outside the USA, only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Let's say you are in a church where you think the deacons in that congregation are not matching what the biblical blueprint mandates for this office. <clears throat> Maybe you don't even have deacons. Uh, well, uh, we would understand if this is your own church that you do not want to identify yourself. Uh, so please feel free to remain anonymous. In fact, if you were speaking about a specific church, we would want you to remain anonymous because out of fairness, we wouldn't want to be talking about a church publicly unless we knew both sides of the story, etc. But if you're just asking a general question on this issue about what the Bible has to say about the diaconate and also uh, the eldership, although our primary subject today is the diaconate, since our our guest today is actually primarily known globally for his monumental work on the eldership. We would welcome questions on the eldership too, but we're primarily hoping to get questions on the diaconate. Send in your question to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state and country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back right after these messages. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. 
This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com I'm Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. That's right, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley. 
faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favourite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener, Matai in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvino, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnzen has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reform Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. 
I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessial in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. And as many of you have seen in social media, I now have my very own, very first PTL Bible Rebinding Bible, beautifully rebound by Jeffrey Rice, the founder of PTLBibleRebinding.com. This thing is absolutely extraordinary. I shouldn't say thing when I'm talking about the Bible. This Bible is absolutely extraordinary. Of course, the Word of God, which is inherent, is always extraordinary, but the leather that is used to rebind this Bible is breathtaking. I chose a golden honey brown uh, color, which is has the appearance of distressed leather for this uh, cover. Uh, and I, I just can't stop looking at it and holding it. Uh, remember, if you want your own Bible rebound, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com, ptlbiblerebinding.com. And tell them that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Let me know if you want to see a photograph of my own Bible. And we are now back with my guest today, Alexandra Strauch, 
Uh, we are talking about a very important theme, Paul's vision for the deacons assisting the elders with the care of God's church. If you have a question, our email address is chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. And we have one of those questions that involves a personal and private matter. The church where I am a member, this is an anonymous listener, the church where I am a member has female deacons, but they restrict those female deacons only to the work of servants. They have absolutely no authority over men in the church. Is this something that you would approve of because of that fact? Uh, no, you should just call them a women's. For example, in our church, we don't have women deacons, but we have women's ministry. They have they run Bible studies. Um, they do all kinds of mercy ministries to ladies, provide meals, uh, all kinds of mercy ministries. We call them women's ministry. The what you have just described to me is not a deacon. It's not an assistant to the elders. So you're not describing a biblical deacon. So I would just say, use different terminology, make it very clear that you're, I don't know what you call them, women deacons, deaconesses, um, are part of a ministry of the women in the church to do these many mercy ministries. So I just think you ought to try to Watch carefully your vocabulary, your terminology, and um, again, from what you've told me, you're not describing a biblical deacon, which has to be a man. Thank you, Anonymous. If you email me your full name and address, mailing address, you have received, or you should, I should say you have won a free copy of Paul's vision for the deacons assisting the elders with the care of God's Church, compliments of Lewis and Roth Publishing, and also compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, who will be shipping that book out to you. Also, let me let you know, if you are a first-time questioner, you have also won a free New American Standard Bible on top of that. Compliments. Uh, let me add something, Chris, here. Um concerning uh, women deacons online on biblical eldership resources i have a 30 page paper i didn't want to put it in the book it was just so big i did a summary of it i have a 30 page paper online free under biblical eldership resources that goes through all the different views and then i show how once you understand what a biblical deacon is, you cannot have women deacons because Paul just finished saying just verses before they are not to take authority over men. Deacons have authority over people, men and women. And uh, thanks again, Anonymous. And we have uh, another listener uh, from Christian in Suffolk County, Long Island, New York. And Christian says, one thing that perplexes me is that there are great men of God still living, some of them, who are strongly uh, promoting the biblical concept of male headship 
in the church, and in the home. Some of these might even be accurately described as proponents of patriarchy, and yet they have female deacons because they are servants alone. How do we understand that these great Bible exegetes could come up with such ideas if they are not biblical? I mean, it's almost the same as the other uh, anonymous question, but he is speaking of, I'll even mention it, uh, one of my great heroes of the Christian faith is John MacArthur. I love John MacArthur. I disagree with his dispensationalism, but he is one of my favorite authors. I love hearing him preach. I love seeing him at conferences. But he has female deacons at Grace Community Church, but they have no authority over men. So when it comes to this issue that you've already addressed with our previous listener, how do we uh, confront those, uh, if we ever have contact with them, or at least those that, that may be advocates of these folks, who are also perplexed that their heroes have women deacons? Well, you just said uh, you disagreed with one of your heroes about dispensationalism, which is much more serious. So our great heroes are all uh, mortals, and uh, we go down through church history, and some of our great heroes have come up with some pretty wild ideas. And until we get to heaven and we're with the Lord Jesus Christ, who will give us the perfect interpretation of everything, we have to live with a lot of disagreement over things. Now, let me come back to this issue. I, I deal with this a lot, and it's the same old, same old, same old. You just said, uh, Christian just said, they're only servants alone. Well, that's not a deacon. That's not a biblical deacon. We come back to the definition of a deacon, assistant to the overseers, not just servants alone. Yes, women should be servants in the church. Men should be servants in the church. We should serve one another. But that is not the same thing as an official, formal assistant to the overseer, which, listen carefully, must meet the biblical qualifications. Do you, with your female servants, actually have an examination of their character, an examination of the biblical qualifications? Because 1 Timothy... 310 says, and let them be examined first. So I find that these churches never actually do a formal evaluation of the qualifications. And um, again, we're just coming back again and again to the same problem. They don't know what a deacon is, which is an assistant to the overseers. And consequently, they get off course real quickly. So I say this to churches that have women servants called deacons or deaconesses, just call them women's servants or women's ministry, women's mercy ministries, whatever you want to call them. That's what they are. They are not biblical deacons. Excellent. Well, uh, Christian, you have... In one sense, you don't even have to change anything. Just change the names. But then you need deacons, real deacons, not women servants. Amen. Well, uh, Christian, you have also won a free copy of Paul's Vision for the Deacons. Please provide your full mailing address in Suffolk County, Long Island, New York, and it will be shipped out to you. Compliments of Lewis and Roth Publishers and also compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Services, who will be 
actually shipping it to you. Uh, no cost to you or to us. We're going to our first, uh, or should I say, I'm sorry, our midway break. <clears throat> and please be patient with us, folks, because the midway break, as always, is longer than the other breaks in the show because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of them to localize geographically Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and all of their programming to Lake City, Florida. They do so with their own public service announcements and other local things that they air during this break. We simultaneously, on the other hand, air our globally heard commercials. So please use this time wisely. Write down as much of the information as you possibly can provided by our advertisers in their commercials so that you can more frequently and successfully patronize our advertisers. And when you can't patronize them, when you can't do anything like purchase products, use services, or visit churches that are being advertised, at least there's one thing that you can do if you love the show and are grateful that there are people and organizations sharing their wealth with us so that we can remain on the air. If you're really grateful for that, thank our advertisers. That's all you need to do if you can't use something that involves money or that you can't physically visit their churches, etc. At least contact them and say, thank you so much for sponsoring Iron Trump and Zion Radio. That will go a long way to further ensure that these advertisers will renew their contracts because we require the sponsorship of our advertisers to exist. We do not receive enough donations to exist on them alone. So please contact our advertisers and also send in your emails to Alexander Strauch with a question about this issue of the diaconate to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee.
getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Today at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. As host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how He shall be worshipped and how He shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus. Reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908-996-7654. That's 908-996-7654. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. I'm Buzz Taylor, 
Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland, And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Roy Owens, Jr. of the Church of Friendship in Hockley, Texas. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Truppin's Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnson and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer 
and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reformed Baptist Church, go to Hope Reformed li.net that's hope reformed li.net or call 631-696-5711 that's 631-696-5711 tell the folks at hope reformed baptist church of quorum long island new york that you heard about them from tony costa on iron sharpens iron If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission to foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org That's historicalbiblesociety.org Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. 
Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And remember, folks, make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs, whether it be for your brothers and sisters in Christ uh, whether it be for the lost that you know and love in your life, whether it be for Valentine's Day, for a birthday gift, for a wedding anniversary gift, for a retirement gift, for a graduation gift, for a going back to school gift, whatever the case may be, go to solid-ground-books.com. And remember, you're not only going to be doing solid-ground-books.com a favor by purchasing books from them, and you're not only going to be doing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, a favor by keeping one of our most valuable advertisers happy, you're going to be doing yourself and anyone for whom you are purchasing gifts from solid-ground-books.com an enormous favor of incalculable value because they publish and bring back into print nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our current day, including such modern-day authors as Dr. James R. White, of Alpha and Omega Ministries at solid-ground-books.com. Purchase frequently, purchase generously. Always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnson of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. Before I return to Alexander Strauch and our discussion today on Paul's vision for the deacons assisting the elders with the care of God's church, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. If you love this show and you do not want it to disappear from the airwaves, please go to ironsharpenedzionradio.com click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate with an, a credit or debit card instantly. <clears throat> and if you prefer snail mail, mailing in a physical check to a physical address, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensionradio.com. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, whether it's your parachurch ministry, whether it is your business, your private practice like a law firm or a, a medical firm, or perhaps it's just a special event that you want to promote. Well, as long as whatever it is you desire to advertise is compatible with what I believe, I would be more than thrilled to help you launch an ad campaign immediately because we need your advertising dollars just as much as we need your donations. So please send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. Remember, folks, I never want anybody listening to cut into the money that you have set aside for giving to your own local church where you are a member every Lord's Day. Please do not give your own church less money than you're accustomed to giving that church in order to give us a financial gift. Never do that. 
Also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, wait until you are more financially stable before you send us a financial gift. The two things that are clear from Scripture about finances is that you are commanded to support your church and your family. Providing for Iron Sharpens Iron Radio is not a command. But if you love this show, you don't want it to disappear, and you do have extra money collecting interest in the bank, you do have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, please share some of that money with us if you don't want us to disappear. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful, theologically sound, doctrinally solid church like Littleton Bible Chapel of Littleton, Colorado, no matter where on the planet Earth you live, I have extensive lists spanning the globe, and I may be able to help you find a church no matter where in the world you live, sometimes even within just a couple of minutes from your own home, as I have done many times with people in our global audience. So if that's you, you do not have a a church that is doctrinally solid, you are not a member of a good, biblically faithful church, biblically faithful church, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I need a church in the subject line. Lastly, I want you to know about a conference that is being uh, conducted by the dear folks at First Love Ministries. First Love Ministries also operates First Love Radio, who live streams this program every day. And they're having their first annual conference, March 3rd through the 5th, at the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. The theme is Examining the New Birth, and among the speakers are Joe Jackowitz, my dear friend, and the founder of First Love Ministries. If you want more details on this conference, which is absolutely free of charge, March 3rd through the 5th at First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. Now, if you want to send in a question to Alexander Strauch, our guest today, our email address is chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence. Uh, Alexander, we have a question from a listener in Kinross, Scotland, and uh, his name is Murray, and he says, would you recommend William Host's Bishops, Priests, and Deacons, or has this work now been made redundant? That's his first question. He has a follow-up question, too. Well, I read the book years and years ago, and you will get some very good things out of it, uh, but I don't think he... uh, what I remember, and maybe I shouldn't even start making this statement because it's been so long since I've read Host's book. Uh, I don't think he has the view of assistance to the elders, but I might be wrong on that, so I better be careful. His second question is, in Acts 6, the early church was exhorted to seek out men filled with the Holy Spirit. We read that they succeeded in doing this by choosing Stephen a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. I'm assuming the others that they chose were marked out in the same way. Is being filled with the Holy Spirit in a discernible way a requirement of deacons today? Well, uh, first of all, notice that the apostles laid down the qualifications there. 
And what they mean by men full of the Holy Spirit is full of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. And then, by, by the way, that's in contrast to the eight social sins um, of the flesh. So they're talking about spiritual men, men of the Bible, men who characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And um, evidenced by a changed life. Now, we don't have that specific qualification in 1 Timothy 3. But I would say a number of the qualifications could be subsumed under that uh, as a spiritual man. So let's take a minute and read those right now and see what the Bible says about uh, the qualifications. All right. A deacon, likewise, must be dignified. Um, I think a better translation would be respectful or respected, I mean. Uh, he's a person who calls for the respect and admiration of other people. Well, that's certainly a spiritual man. Not double tongue. In other words, he doesn't say one thing to one person. And then when he talks to someone else, he says something else, which, by the way, could be a temptation of a deacon trying to get in between uh, different parties within the church to say one thing to one party and one thing to another. In other words, integrity of speech, not addicted to much wine. Well, if you're addicted to much wine, you're not going to be a man of the spirit. You're a man of the wrong spirit. Not greedy for dishonest gain. Well, the deacons would have to handle the, some of the finances of the people and uh, distribute money. And uh, if there's any greed of heart, well, that's going to be a very, very big temptation. By the way, I read recently, Chris, that I, I, I forget where I read this, that one-third of all churches will experience some kind of theft um, from people who handle money. It's a very big temptation. Well, that's a, a spiritual man who uh, is not tempted to greed. They must hold... Now, here's what would be closest to it. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. In other words, their life and their belief matches together. It's not a, a, a contradiction, which is a very bad thing. So that would be a spiritual man, a man of the spirit, that his life and his beliefs match. By the way, that's very important because many people are turned off to Christianity by so-called Christian leaders who uh, life is rather a contradiction to the mystery of the faith. Let them, now he has a little break in thought here, and let them also be tested or examined first, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. So this is something where we very often fail. We do not properly examine a candidate for the diaconate or the eldership as to their fitness According to the biblical standards, if there's anything we fail more, it's here. We have this whole nomination process. Uh, I've seen a church go through this just very recently. People nominate someone, and it's never really even considered or talked about, well, do they meet the qualifications of the Apostle Paul? No, he's a very nice person. He's got a beautiful smile. Um, I like him a lot. He gives to the church. He shows up at all the meetings. No, that's not what Paul said. He lists some very specific character traits, and they must be able to teach. Well, 
in this case here, you don't have to be able to teach, but you must have these character traits of integrity, consistency in the faith, not controlled by alcohol or money. That's a spiritual man, a man of the spirit. So, to you who are listening, when you hear of an elder or deacon appointed in your church, ask, has they been tested first before they're appointed? Have they proven themselves blameless as to their qualifications? Ask that question, because that's where we fail again and again, and we wind up with unqualified elders, unqualified deacons, and they're there for years, and we wonder why we have so many problems. Well, then he goes back. Go ahead, brother. Did you want to say something? No, go ahead. Then, then he goes back to wives likewise. My, my translation, most of your English translations will use wives, which is my opinion, and I explained why earlier. Wives likewise must be dignified. Same thing said of the deacons. Not slanderous. In other words, they're not the gossips going around yakking about things they shouldn't even talk about. Very dangerous thing in church. Rumor monging, gossip, very destructive, very destructive. Well, a woman whose husband is in this position close to the elders could sure do some damage and tell some stories that she hears from her husband. But sober-minded, faithful in all things, a good Christian woman who lives the Christian faith. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing his children and own household well. Now, Many people don't get to verse 13. It's a wonderful promise here. And those who serve well, not all deacons, those who serve well, gain a good standing for themselves in the church. People respect them, honor them, and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, there's real spiritual victory, growth, uh, as a result of being a assistant to the elders, and doing a good job. There's an increase in the person's faith and and life in Christ. So to answer that question, these qualifications could be summarized under what the apostles said, full of the Spirit. Well, thank you, uh, Murray in Kinross, Scotland. Unfortunately, since you live in Scotland, we cannot have a free copy of the book shipped to you because if all of our overseas listeners and listeners in Canada and South America and Central America and other places, uh, Europe and so on, if, if they were to have free copies of the books they win or, or would have otherwise won, I should say, shipped to them, uh, cvbbs.com would go out of business because uh, overseas shipping is astronomical, as you likely know. But if you know of someone that you love and you would like to uh, have them uh, receive a free gift of this book that we are discussing uh, in the United States, uh, let us know that person's name and, and mailing address in the United States so that they can receive a free copy of Paul's Vision for the Deacons. And perhaps you know somebody that really needs to read this for some reason or another, uh, that they may be in a church where there is a very faulty view and practice of the diaconate. Uh, well, just let us know. And I, once again, I apologize that cvbbs.com cannot ship out anyone this free book overseas or in any area outside of the 50 states of the United States of America. 
we have uh, a listener who sent the question in that you actually may have already answered his question because of the way that you translated uh, the text over which he is asking. But he says, this is Lou in Sharpsburg, Georgia, very faithful, loyal, and generous supporter of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Uh, there are churches that quote First Timothy 3.11 as a, as a text to justify that women can be deacons or deaconesses. Can your guest explain why that's not what the text is saying? And once again, let me read that text in First Timothy 3.11. And uh, I am going to read that uh, from the, uh, the wonderful New American Standard Bible that I have been given as a, uh, a gift that has been rebound by uh, the, uh, the ptlbiblerebinding.com. Uh, and that, I'm looking it up. Well, I'm looking it up. Uh, I want to give our listeners our email address again. Uh, it's chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state of residence, and your country of residence. And that text says, Women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things, and you translated that wives. Uh, so uh, if you could respond to that nonetheless, is it legitimate to translate that from the Koine Greek into women more generally than specifically wives of the deacons? Or w w does this at all create a problem for us in this uh, text? Those that are well, those that are complementarian and, be and believe in soul male headship. Well, there's no problem in the text because the text is in a context, and the context starts in chapter two, not chapter three. And in chapter uh, two, he is talking directly about life in the local church, in the community of believers. And he is very clear to say in chapter 2, verse 8, I desire then that in every place, meaning here, place where Christians meet, the men, the males, it says, should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. In other words, your prayer meeting shouldn't be ruined by contention and especially anger. So, when the church gathers in a place, the men are to lead in prayer. Then he turns to the sisters. Likewise, also, that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel, with modesty, self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. In other words, they don't come as a spiritual show-off at the church, causing people to look at them, just distracting the worship, actually. And, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, no, no, that's all right. You were pausing for a while. I didn't know if you were finished. No, I just wanted to give our uh, uh, listeners a moment to sure. follow me. If I talk too fast, which I do talk fast because I'm from New Jersey. People in New Jersey talk very fast. <laughs> so I slow down to protect people from a, a, a quick-talking 
minister of the gospel. But what is proper for a woman who professes godliness? And what is that, Chris? With good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. So, we are talking about the house of God. 1 Timothy 3.10, the household of God, the church of the living God, the pillar and buttress of the truth. This is how we are to order ourselves. Then, in chapter 3, continuing the context, he talks about the overseers of the church. Their qualifications. If you want to be an overseer, it's a very good thing, but you must be qualified. And then, immediately after the overseers, he goes to the assistants. And he comments on the wives of the assistants. Now, this can't be deacons because you've got an internal conflict. He just said, in the same context, again, let the context rule, women are not to take authority over men. But assistants are have authority over men, and they work directly under and with the overseers. I don't think Paul wants uh, women working real closely like that with the overseers. We know what kind of trouble that could cause. But anyway, if you want more information on this, go to Biblical Eldership Resources, and I have a 30-page paper in detail going through all the different views, showing you grammatically, because a lot of people fight the grammar here, but before you fight the grammar, listen very carefully to what I'm saying, before you fight with the grammar, which can go either way, the context has already told you. Deacons are assistants to the elders, under and over, and women are not to take authority over men. There it is. Before you even get to verse 11, you should know the answer. And that's why this question cannot be solved with fighting the grammatical issues and problems in the text. And there's only problems because people don't accept what it says. Yeah, and to me, uh, it seems like a no-brainer. No uh, insult intended to those who disagree. But when you have, right after the text in question, uh, let's say it is accurately translated in 1 Timothy 3.11, women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. The very next verse is, deacons must be the husbands of one wife. So it seems odd to me that, and I've heard people say, well, that just means the deacons, if they are men, uh, should be the husbands of one wife, and we should just naturally understand that if it's uh, a woman uh, deacon, that she must be the wife of one husband. I, I don't buy that. I mean, is, is this uh, wording in verse 12 much stronger in the revelation of exclusive male headship then the opponents of that understanding would would try to lead us to believe. That's exactly what I would say. Absolutely. And he is contemplating male. Well, first of all, when you get to verse eight, uh, eight to uh, ten, there's no reason to think that women are included there at all. 
It's only verse 11 where all of a sudden women, and that's one of the arguments against it. It's sort of sandwiched in male deacons. Male deacons at verses 8 uh, to uh, uh, 10, and then male deacons at verses 12 uh, on. And then sandwich stuck in there someplace. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we find out there are women deacons. Okay, Lou, uh, in Sharpsburg, Georgia, guess what? You have also won a free copy of the book that we are discussing, Paul's Vision for the Deacons, uh, compliments of Lewis and Roth publishers, and also compliments of our friends at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com. So make sure we have your full mailing address so cvbbs.com can ship that excellent book out to you. Uh, we have... Uh, a another anonymous listener, and that anonymous listener says, I'm remaining anonymous because the church where I am a member disagrees with me on what I am about to say. I have found that even the most strictly conservative patriarchal churches that are out there that believe in exclusive male headship seem to believe that both the commands for the elders and deacons, that they must be good managers of their children and their households, is only referring to those that are married and not a command that they be married with children. They will say that these texts about the husband of one wife are merely teaching us that they are to be a one-woman man and that a single man is a proper candidate for either office. Where do you stand on this? Because it doesn't seem to make sense to me to allow single men into the eldership or diaconate going by what the text actually says. That's the issue. What does the text say? And the text does not say must be married. It has a different kind of statement. He must be a man of this kind of marriage, a one-woman type of man or a faithful husband. So the text actually does not say married, must be married. Then you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul encourages singleness. Well, if you have to be married to be an elder and deacon, you just have maybe eliminated some of your best people because he encourages singleness. And if they're single, they can't be an elder or deacon. So I would say this. The words do not say, the words themselves do not say must be married. That's a different kind of statement than the husband of one wife, which talks about the character and the relationship with the wife. So, can a single man be an elder? Absolutely. Can a single man be a deacon? Absolutely. Now, people say, well, then how's he going to counsel married people? He doesn't counsel married people. Yeah, the other elders do that. But he can relate to single people. But he also may have much more time. And that's why Paul says, encourages singleness. So, I would encourage a man, if he doesn't have to marry, if he doesn't feel he'll marry or burn, uh, I would say being single will give you a lot of time to serve the Lord. And um, you can be a real real help to the eldership or the deaconship 
if you're a single man. Now, let me uh, share with you, I have a similar uh, confusion over this because it seems like a, a mandated litmus test for a married elder or deacon with children is that it reveals whether they are good managers of their children in their households. So how does one who is single have that as a litmus test? Well, he still has to manage his home. Is he in financial debt? Is his place a wreck, a disaster? Um, so I would just simply say you will have. And his, what about his relationship with other women as a single man? He could be a womanizer or uh, play with women's emotions. He would then be eliminated uh, from the office because he is not above reproach in his relationship to other women. Of course, they should be removed from membership if they don't repent of that. <laughs> so you have to be careful of saying what it doesn't say. It doesn't also say you have to have more than one child, uh, children, one child. What if a person only had one child? Or, or what if a married couple could never have children? So, for example, one of the best elders I've ever met uh, could never have children. And as a result of not being enough children, he has dedicated himself at his own expense to being an excellent shepherd elder in his church. So let's not push the words beyond what they're able to say. So and the, the, the bottom line is that you agree with our listeners' church rather than our anonymous listener. He right. Was, okay. I, I agree with the church that that is not that a single person can serve as an elder. And if we listen carefully to First uh, Corinthians 7, he may be able to serve even in a better way. More time. Undivided okay. devotion. Okay, uh, Anonymous, make sure you give us your... Thanks for that good question, by the way. That took us into a nice new area. Thanks for your question, Anonymous, and give us your full name and mailing address, which obviously will not be disclosed over the air. Uh, and we will have cvbbs.com ship out to you a free copy of this wonderful book by Alexander Strzok that we are discussing, Paul's Vision for the Deacons, compliments of Lewis and Roth Publishers, and also compliments of cvbbs.com, who will ship that out to you. Uh, we are going to our final break. It's going to be a lot more brief than the other breaks. And before I go to that break, I want to make sure that my guest covers things that he definitely wanted to cover in this interview that we have not yet addressed to make sure that those things are uh, given a good uh, exegesis before we go to any more listener questions. But still, if you'd like to get in line and send in your question, please send it. As quickly as you can, because we are rapidly running out of time. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state and country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life. 
The Sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us 
in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to thestandardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com or call 717-258-4688, 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, for details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. When 
Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck of First Baptist Church in Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rappaport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark, 
and the Tower of Babel, and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society Jewelers of America and the Gemological Institute of America for the perfect custom designed engagement ring or any one of a kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered no matter where you live in the world Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high tech internet virtual visit using state of the art jewelry design technology to serve you they start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, royaldiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this mind-blowing opportunity. They are going to give us 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry from the royaldiadem.com website or for a custom design piece of jewelry, whether you're having an engagement ring custom designed or whether you're taking, for instance, your church logo, parachurch ministry logo, denomination logo, seminary logo, or anything else your imagination and creativity can conjure up. If you want that turned into a physical piece of jewelry going from your your brain to a physical product uh, that you're going to give as a gift or keep it for yourself, whatever the case may be, uh, Royal Diadem is giving us 100% of the profits from that sale just by you mentioning Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. So please go to royaldiadem.com very soon because we have no idea when they are going to pull the plug on that absolutely amazing offer to us. Go to royaldiadem.com and mention Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio so that we will receive 100% of the profits. And why not purchase something uh, that they already have in stock for Valentine's Day while you're at it so that 
your loved one will receive it by Valentine's Day. We are now back with our guest, Alexander Strauch. And if you could, Alex, uh, list some of the things uh, that you would like to make sure you address before we go off the air that perhaps we didn't mention yet about Paul's vision for the deacons. Well, I think we've had some really good questions that really have led us right in the right paths. Um, I would just want to really emphasize that what the apostle emphasizes is the qualifications. Um, When we look at elders and deacons, the one matter that is most clearly laid out for us, I wish other things were laid out, but he doesn't do that. And we accept that, that the Lord gives us the freedom in those areas that he doesn't prescribe. But what he is so clear about is the character of those who lead his people. God is very interested in that. And um, we should not have elders or deacons who are not qualified according to the biblical qualifications or requirements. And so that's what I would like to emphasize. When a deacon is brought, however your church does it, brought before the congregation or before the elders, we want to make sure that we've examined them first and then let them serve if they prove themselves above reproach. So that's that's the pattern, and that's what Paul is interested in. And then one more thing. Verse 13 is very clear that there is a reward for those who serve well as deacons. It's a wonderful thing to assist the elders in caring for the Lord's people, serving the Lord's people. By the way, that's why you have to have these qualifications, because the wrong people will do damage to people. So there is the recognition by the congregation, the honor by the congregation that you are a servant, you are a helper, an aide to your elders and to the local church. And then there is an increase in one's faith, the confidence that one has in his beliefs and faith. In other words, there'll be spiritual growth in a person who serves in this way. So those are the two closing things. Maybe, Chris, you want to direct me in another direction. Well, we have two more anonymous listener questions that I'm I'm just going to have to combine them and have a very brief answer from you because we're running out of time. One of them is saying, have you ever run into churches that actually elevate the authority of the deacons over the pastor, which this person believes is very wrong? And the other question, actually the other question was already answered by you. So you could just go to that that first one. Oh, yes. Many churches, uh, in, in many Baptist churches, um, the deacons are the real power brokers. And uh, if the person they bring in as the pastor doesn't make peace with them, they will, that pastor will not last long. And so the deacons can be a very powerful group in the church, run sort of like a board, and uh, they're really acting as if they're elders, but they're not elders. So where's the elders? Right, so that's wrong. We're out of time, brother. Yes. We are out of time. I'm sorry. 
please go to biblicaleldership.com for more information about our guest's ministry. You can also go to his church website, littletonbiblechapel.org, littletonbiblechapel.org. And, of course, go to the Lewis and Roth Publishers website, who published this book we've been addressing, lewisandroth.com, and that's spelled L-E-W-I-S, and roth.com. Thank you so much, Brother Strauch. I eagerly look forward to your frequent return to this program. You always prove to be such a superb guest. I want to thank everybody who listened. I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives, Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner.